This is the All Anal, All Anal, All Anal, All Anal Podcast with your host, Sebastian Starr. Sebastian Starr. With your host, Sebastian Starr. Hello, and welcome to the All Anal Podcast. I'm Sebastian Starr, and today we are going to be analyzing the song Bad Guys by Billie Eilish. Now, for me, this song is a little bit overdue. I actually meant to do this a while ago, and I don't know what happened to me, but it just... Uh, in the midst of recording two or three other things, it was just like the last thing that I wanted to do. But regardless, it's a phenomenal song. Um, and if you don't know, just a bit, just a bit brief uh, background on who Billie Eilish is as an artist. She is currently, um, she's not 19 already. She'll be turning 19 this year. Uh, she came out when she was 15 with her single Ocean Eyes. Um, and her production team literally just consists of her and her brother Phineas. So, um, and I had already heard of Billie Eilish, like, back in 2018. Um, I see her name, like, pop up randomly um, on the internet. And uh, she, you know, I really wasn't listening to her music like that. And then I got introduced to Lovely with her and Khalid. And I was like, wow, this is beautiful. And then I heard her speak, like, actually talk. And I'm like, wow, her singing voice and her speaking voice Sounds like two completely different people. Now, she's uh, in a small list of people who, when you hear them speak versus when you hear them sing, you don't believe that it's the same person. So, like, Mariah Carey is a prime example of someone whose singing voice does not match their speaking voice. So when you hear Billie Eilish talk, you know, she kind of has this grungy, grumpy, Gus-like, rough, scratchy demeanor to her speaking voice. But her singing voice is very angelic and soft and 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 harmonic and you know it is it's it's serene almost. So it really kind of blew my mind when I actually heard her talk for the first time and then heard her sing. I was like, wow, okay. Uh, and again, when I heard "Lovely," I was like, wow, this is beautiful. Um, I think the thing that sold me though, because when I heard "Bad Guys" for the first time, the music didn't wow me. Like I wasn't impressed by the music at all. It sounded a little too futuristic techno for me personally. I, I, I'm not really a big fan of techno music. Um, so the music was very, very like colorful, very futuristic e sounding, like, like I had retro futuristic almost, but the lyrics is kind of what really caught my attention. Um, and then it was 2018, if I'm not mistaken, the Grammys, she performed, um, when the party's over. And I was like, wow, this shit is fucking beautiful. And I've already done an analysis for when the party's over because that song is breathtaking in a million ways that I can't even fathom. That song is unbelievable, you know? So, and, and, and then when I learned that it was just her and her brother, you know, putting all of this stuff together, you know, for a lot of the artists that year, that one, their production teams consist of like five or six people, you know, people who've been doing this for decades. You know what I'm saying? They've produced for big time artists. and They produce for like small underground artists and everything in between. It's literally just her and her brother doing this. And I think that's what really uh, blows my mind about Billie Eilish. So kudos to her and kudos to this song, which this song, this song I feel like is what got Billie Eilish into the spotlight. Like, yeah, you had Ocean Eyes. Yeah, you had Lovely. Yeah, you had all these other hits here and there. But Bad Guys is what made everybody be like, oh, 
okay, I got to keep my eye on her. And she was 17, I think, when this song came out. Um, yeah, it's literally just her and her brother uh, who wrote and produced this song. Um, and another thing about Billie Eilish is she has this reputation of dressing in like oversized baggy clothes and she does that to avoid being body shamed and sexualized by the media and society which is absolutely fair because that's the first thing that people are going to do uh they're either going to body shame you or they're going to over sexualize you and then for a teenager to be thrusted into the spotlight so suddenly you know the last thing you want is to attract unwanted attention to yourself so i get it Kudos to you, and I and ain't nothing, no shame in the game. But this song, and now, and 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 please, I need to emphasize: this is just my opinion. This is just what I think. I analyze song lyrics for fun. Okay, I'm not an expert in the shit. Granted, I do have a very strong um, musical background, musical history. You know, I've been submerged in music basically my entire life, so I know what I'm talking about when it comes to you know, the fundamentals of it all. But as far as analyzing song lyrics, this is just my opinion. And what I think is that this song is about a submissive, dominant relationship. And what I mean by submissive, dominant, I'm talking BDSM. I'm talking chains and ropes and and, and harnesses and leashes and, and all that kinky shit that you be Googling when you're on Pornhub or whatever the fuck, where you get your pornography from, when you walk into those sex shops and you see the the strap-ons and shit. It's that. That's what I think this song is about. <laughs> That's what I think this song is about. And I want to tell you why. Listen to what the fuck she's saying. And and they'll they'll play dumb. Like, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But they know. They know what the fuck they're talking about. And you're not, you're, I'm, I will die on this hilltop. And unless I hear the words come out of their mouths that this is not about what I think it's about, that's what I think. And that's what it's going to be until I'm proven otherwise. And I'm only going to be proven otherwise by them. Only they, only them two, Billy and Phineas, can come to me and say, no, that's not what this is about. And then I'll change my mind. But until I hear the words come out of their mouths, you're not going to convince me otherwise. That's not what this is. So just, and and I'm going to, and I have plenty of points to prove my point. And I'm going to start with verse number one. Just, just, just humor me. White shirt, now red, my bloody nose sleeping. You're on your tippy toes, creeping around like no one knows. Think you're so criminal. Bruises. Bruises on both my knees for you. Don't say thank you or please. I do what I want when I'm wanting to. My soul so cynical. White shirt. Now red. My bloody nose. Sleeping, you're on your tippy toes, creeping around like no one knows. Think you're so criminal. Bruises on both my knees. Bruises on both my knees. <laughs> Bruises on both my knees. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. You're not finna. You're not finna look me in my eyeballs and tell me that you don't know what that means, bro. And you can argue, oh, it could be a metaphor for anything. It could be a metaphor for this or that. Stop. 
because you're lying to yourself. You are in utter and total denial, and I need you to wake the fuck up. Bruises on both my knees for you. Don't say thank you or please. I do what I want. I do what I want when I'm wanting to. My soul, so cynical. I do what I want when I'm wanting to. Don't say thank you or please. Come on, bro. You're not finna. Come on, bro. You're not finna. You're not finna. If you look, I'm not. I'm a bit of a kinky person. Sure. Who doesn't like being choked every now and then or like slapped in the face very lightly. I'm not into like the the chains and whips and, and paddles and dildos and shit. I'm not on that level of shit. But when there was a point in my life where I would just like watch pornography to pass the time or to help me fall asleep. And that's the type of shit that niggas be doing. And that's the symbolic symbolism for blowjobs. When you see a woman whose knees is buffed up. Both of them. It's one thing to like slip and fall and like scrape your knee a little bit. If both of your knees are bruised, that means you're on your knees sucking dick. And you're not going to tell me otherwise. When I heard that, I said, wait a damn minute. Bruises on both my knees. Don't say thank you or please. What the fuck? She's 17 years old, bro. At the time. 17 years old. You're not finna tell me. You're not. You are not going to convince me. Let's keep going. Let's just keep going because I'm, I got more points. I got plenty of points. This is the chorus. So you're a tough guy. Like it really rough guy. Just can't get enough guy. Chest always so puff guy. Stop right there. So you're a tough guy. Like it really rough Guy, just can't get enough guy. What the fuck does that sound like? Just just take away the innocence for just a hot second. Take away the that, that techno-y ass music. Take away the fact that she was 17 years old, going on 18 years old, and just listen to just the words by themselves. So you're a tough guy. Like it really rough guy. Just can't get enough guy. Just always so puff guy. What? And, and, and you can argue that you're talking about getting into a fight. Okay. You can talk about getting into a fight. White shirt. Now red my bloody nose. Sleeping. Sleeping. You're on your tippy toes. Creeping. You're on your tippy toes. Why are you on your tippy toes creeping and sleeping in a fight? You're not going to. Yeah, that's a reach. That's a fucking reach. And why are both of your knees bruised in a fight? Just, just come on, man. Come on, man. You're not finna. You're not finna tell me. You're not finna stare me in my eyeballs and tell me that it's not that. With the look, damn it, we're gonna keep going. I'm that bad type. Make your mama sad type. Make your girlfriend mad type. Might seduce your dad type. Might seduce, seduce, seduce. That's the that's the that's the hot word in the line. Might seduce and might seduce your dad. Make your girlfriend mad. Make your mama sad. Come on, bro. This they're not just trying to be funny. They're not just trying to be cute. They're not just saying shit because it sounds good together. They're talking about BDSM. And you're not going to convince me otherwise. 
that that's not what they're talking about. I might seduce your dad, make your girlfriend mad, make your mama say, come on, bro. Come on, bro. You're not finna, you're not finna, look, I'm a grown ass woman. You're not finna play with me. <laughs> okay? What? Just, 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 just think about it. What else could they be talking about? Let's keep going because I got, I got plenty. I got, we're going to do the whole song. I got plenty of points to prove my point. Let's go to the second verse because it gets worse. This is what sealed the motherfucking deal for me right here. Second verse. I like it when you take control. Even if you know that you don't own me, I'll let you play the role. I'll be your animal. Brum, the look, and this was just a theory of mine at one point because, like I said, I was, I don't know why I didn't tackle this sooner, but I should have. And just reading the lyrics, saying the words out loud instead of saying them to myself, it further solidifies. I like it when you take control, even if you know. That you don't own me, I'll let you play the role. I'll be your animal. My mommy likes to sing along with me, but she won't sing this song. If she reads all the lyrics, she'll pity the men I know. That's the actual words in the actual second verse of this actual song. My mommy likes to sing along with me. But she won't sing this song. If she reads all the lyrics, she'll pity the men I know. You're not going to stare me in my fucking face and tell me that this song is not about BDSM. You're not going to sit there and lie to me and tell me that that's not what the song is about. Because that's exactly what the fuck she's talking about. I like it when you take control, even If you know that you don't own me, I'll let you play the role. I'll let you play the role. Just come on, bro. Come on, bro. You're not, you're not, you're not going to lie to me like that. You're not going to stare me into my fucking eye sockets and tell me that she's not talking about a dominant submissive relation. You're not going to do that. It's not going to fucking happen. Because that's exactly what the fuck she's talking about. And the reason why I'm I'm willing to die on this fucking hilltop is because when you think about what it means to be dominant and submissive, the entire relationship is based on mutual trust and understanding. The submissive is just that. They're submissive. They do whatever the dom tells them to do. And that, that means whatever the dom tells them to do. But the only reason why the dom has power and control is because the submissive is willing to give up their control. They are willing, they are willing to make a deal, make a contract. The relationships vary between people to people. They make this arrangement between the dom and themselves, giving them complete and total control. Sometimes it's their entire life. Some dominant submissive relationships will go as deep as the dom picking out clothes for the submissive, the dom preparing food for the submissive, and they have to eat everything. You know what I'm saying? The dom, you know, giving them baths, the dom putting them to sleep, 
the dom waking them up. It the, the it can run as deep as that. But my point is, you have to relinquish entire control, and only you, as a submissive, have that power. If you don't consent, then the dom can't do shit. So for you, as the sub, to say. I give you 100% control of everything that I do. And then for the goddamn lyrics to the goddamn song to be, I like it when you take control, even if you know, even if you know that you don't own me, I'll, I'll let you play the role. I'll be your animal. You're not about to sit there and stare me in the face and tell me that's not what they were talking about. You're not. You're not. You're absolutely. If don't nothing else from this entire goddamn song confirms that this is about a dominant submissive relationship, that line right there. I'll let you play the role. I'll let you because as the sub I have that much control. I can give you permission to do with me as you please. I can give you consent to do with me as you please. If I don't give you that, then you can't do shit. You're not a dom without a sub. I'll be a sub regardless, but you're not a dom without a sub. And I'm giving you that permission. I let you take control. You're not, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Stop. You're not finna play with me. You're not finna motherfucking play with me. This song is about BDSM, a dominant submissive relationship. And you're not going to fucking tell me otherwise because that's what the fuck it is. (laughs) That's what the fuck it is. And then the last verse, which this kind of puts me in a Fifty Shades of Grey type of mindset. Um, I like when you get mad. I guess I'm pretty glad that you're alone. You said she's scared of me. I mean, I don't see what she sees, but maybe it's because I'm wearing your cologne. Now, that was the line that I heard from the song that made me go, damn, okay. Like, that was the line that made me like this song. And it's at the very, very end, and this is when the beat completely changes. So the beat's more grungy, it's more hardcore, it's more aggressive. You know, um, it, it drops those poppy synthetic drums and toots and shit, and it's just this heavy, heavy bass with this distorted like musical instrument. I'm not sure which one, what it is exactly, but it's just very, very distorted. It's a heavy, heavy bass. She's not really singing, but she's talking really pretty. And the line that got me was, you said she's scared of me. I mean, I don't see what she sees, but maybe it's because I'm wearing your cologne. And that hit me because it's like, for people with a suppressive memories or trauma or something like that, anything can be a trigger, Right. From what they see to what they hear to what they smell. Smell is a very sensitive trigger for people who experience trauma because it'll take them, it'll plummet them back to that very moment of when they experience trauma. So for her to say to the dude, you know, I like when you get mad. I guess I'm pretty glad that you're alone. In reference to another person, maybe another sub that you probably went too far with. I can handle it as a sub, but maybe that girl or that person couldn't handle it and now they feel some type of way whenever I come around I don't understand why they would feel some type of way but it's probably because I smell like you 
And the last time they smelt that smell, they were experiencing something very traumatic and it just fucked with them permanently. And that's some deep psychological shit to just slither in there at the very last second of the song, which ties the song together beautifully and further emphasizes my goddamn point. So if you if you were to meet, run into me on the street and I was listening to Bad Guys and I was just chilling, relaxing, and you was like, hey, man, you don't know what that song is really about. Yes, the fuck I do. And unless you are Billie Eilish or her brother Phineas, and you can walk up to me in the street and say, hey, I heard what you said about bad guys, and that's not true. Then I'll change my goddamn mind. But until then, you're not going to convince me that this is not what this song is about, because that's exactly what the fuck she's talking about. That's exactly, both of them, if you Google this song and Google the lyrics, or you go to Genius, or you go to wherever, it says the writers are Billy Eilish O'Connell, and Phineas O'Connell. Those are the only two niggas who had anything to do with this goddamn song. So unless the two of them, or maybe just one of them, come to me and say, nah, that's not it, but that was a good try, then then you, but you're not finna sit there and stare at me in my eyeballs and tell me that that's not what the fuck this song is about. Because it is. It is about a dominant, submissive relationship. And the beautiful thing about dominant and submissive relationships is that everything is based on the comfortability, the protection, and the care of the sub. If the sub does not give content, if the sub is not comfortable, if the sub is not okay, if the sub does not feel safe, then the relationship cannot exist. And that's what the fuck's going on. And and again, you cannot convince me otherwise. This was my analysis, you can come up with your own fan theories or whatever the fuck you think. It doesn't matter. This is what I think. This is my analysis. So, that being said, I appreciate y'all for stopping by and listening to me talk about this insane in the membrane ass song. Uh, I hope that it kind of gave you a different perspective on that type of lifestyle and relationships because those things do still exist in the world. And I don't know any doms or subs personally, um, but I feel like this would be like a little anthem for, you know what I mean? If I had a dom, this would probably be their ringtone. Um, or if I was the dom, this would be my subs ringtone. But it, 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 it's neither here nor there. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So thank you for tuning in. I appreciate the time, the effort, the support, the attention, and until next time, I will talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the All Anal, All Anal, All Anal podcast with your host, Sebastian Starr.